Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Keys to Financial Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Marika Steimack. I'm an author, life coach, and app creator. We're going to dig deeper into the 40 simple concepts I've come up with in my book, Keys to Financial Confidence, Unlock Your Best Life. Here, you are going to finally figure out what living your best life means for you and how to set up your financial situation to get there. You are here for a reason, you want change, and you want to learn how. Let's dig in. Since I batched these episodes, Elena was actually my very first interview, and she is such an inspiring, helpful person and made me feel so comfortable, and I am truly grateful to her for that. We had so much fun, as you will hear, but she is also so passionate about helping us finally get organized with our finances. Her YouTube channel is a huge success and so many people believe in her systems because they actually work. She offers an array of products to get financially organized, so I'm excited to share this with you guys. On top of everything, Elena gets it. It's hard to get organized with all the other stuff going on in our lives. So through her experiences and perspective of how important it is to finally grow up and get your together is life-changing. So listen on and find out what you need to do to get organized. For everybody that doesn't know you, can you just tell us who you are? Explain a little bit about what you do. Yeah, sure. So my name is Elena and I am the owner of The Organized Money. And basically, I help women organize their life, their money and their business. So it is mainly I'm helping them create systems to organize all of those things and have a more peaceful life. That's awesome. And that's exactly what we want to talk about today. Based on chapter three of my book, Housekeeping Get Organized. Oh, I feel so many people need so much help with this and they don't know where to start, Elena. Just tell them where to start. Yeah, so I talk about this a lot on my YouTube channel and basically the very first place that you ever want to start is with your mind. So one of the biggest things that we need to do is clear out all of those rambling thoughts that we have in our mind before we start any organization process. And I know a lot of people want to start with their house. They will immediately start to declutter. But usually it's best that we start with our mind because our mind is the thing that's going to help us accomplish to organize all of the other areas of our life. So when you're starting with your mind, you're going to start creating the categories. What are the areas of your life where you feel like they are chaotic and you want some organization around them. So it could be your time, it could be your money, it could be your house, it could also be just other things like work, other things that are going on, and you're gonna start by just writing them down on a piece of paper and starting off with where you are and where you want to be. Oh, I love this. This is like my financial priority wheel. Exactly, because many of us, when we think about getting organized or getting everything together, we'll try and think of, everything all at the same time. But usually there are scales to it, right? You may not be super organized at home, but you might feel a little bit better about how you're handling work. Or you may not feel like you have everything done at work, right? But maybe you feel like, you know what, I am knocking it out of the park with my family life. So each one of the areas of your life 
there usually are different levels to how much organization you need in that area. So many times, especially as women, we'll just say, I need all, all at the same time. But really, there are levels to it. There are certain things where you are knocking it out of the park and you need to give yourself a pat on the back and kudos for those areas and then really start to zone in on the areas that you feel like you need the most. And so then that way we can tweak and make adjustments as we go. But it doesn't feel as overwhelming when you're trying to do all of them at the exact same time. Okay, so your suggestion is to break it down and see where you're at and then determine which one is your first priority to tackle. Yes. So I always start off with what I call my life categories. My life categories are all of the areas of my life that are super important to me. And then there are hierarchies to this particular list, right? So I have all of these life categories. All of them are important but not all of them are the same level of importance, right? My family is probably going to be at the top of this. And so you're going to put it in the areas that you want. What do you want to organize? What's your top priority? All the way down to what's your least priority. You may come up with 10 categories and then you're going to break down those 10 categories. What about each area would you like to improve? And once we're able to break those down, then we can start to make small improvements to each and every area. And it doesn't feel as consuming, it doesn't feel as overwhelming, like I have to do it all. I get to break it down and then I get to take small steps every single day in these particular categories to feel like I'm making progress. And how do we find the solutions to those steps? So I talk a lot about different systems with on, on my channel, but one of the main things that usually happens is it's a lot of experimentation. So even with all of my different areas, I realized certain things about myself as I started to organize. One thing that I realized is that I needed to organize on paper. If I didn't write it down, it almost doesn't exist. I don't care what app I downloaded, how much technology they had. They have some great technology out there and different types of apps out there, but they never worked for me. My mind only operated on pen and paper. And once I knew that about myself, though, I was able to adjust how I was arranging and organizing the different areas. Instead of trying to look for a magical app that I believe was going to help it all, I started to write those things down. So as you are going through these different areas, you'll notice different things that you want to change. And then you may try different systems in order to change them. Do you like to do it on paper? Does Saturdays work best for you? If not, maybe Saturdays are too consumed. Maybe you'll do 15-minute days where you say, you know, every day for 15 minutes, I'm going to work on this particular area. You don't really know exactly when you're starting it out, but when you experiment with different things in different systems, you ultimately find the one that's going to work for you. Oh, that makes so much sense. That totally makes sense. Experimentation, just try anything and see what works. I know for me, I love to check things off of a list. I have whiteboards all over my house or I'll have a list downstairs. And oh, it's just so satisfying just to put that check mark. Exactly. So, okay, I get that to experiment. What I'm wondering and what I think some of the audience is wondering is what does it mean to become financially organized? So it means that you have a system that is completely working for you 
when your money comes in, how you operate it, and when it goes out. So when we're talking about a financial system as a whole, it's not just your budget. It's not just your investments. It's not just one part of it. It's all of it. So I evaluate exactly how the money comes in. Once it's coming in, is it coming into a specific bank account? Once it comes into that bank account, do you divide it up? Does it go in different areas? Like we operate our paycheck almost like a business. I will look at and see, okay, once this money comes into my bill account, I need this amount of money to go into my spending account, this amount of money to go into my savings account, this one to go into investing. And each one has a particular job. It has a category. It has something that it's going to do. And then even when I am spending money, then I am analyzing the different areas that I am spending in, making sure that those are priorities to me that I love the way that I'm spending my money. I don't feel like I'm just wasting it, that I'm enjoying the way that I'm spending my money. And even that is a part of my financial system and the part that we are setting goals for the future things that we want to do. Like Elena is saving money for future Elena, Mm -hmm. the things that she wants to do. And all of that is our financial system. All of it is how we decide how we're currently going to spend our money and how we're going to do it in the future. And it helps us to live a more fulfilled life. I love that. I love that you're not calling it a budget and (laughs) committing to the word budget. And I love this idea of having a system, a financial system for yourself, how that's going to make you feel financially confident. Of course, when you're organized and you know where everything is and you know where you want everything to go and you have everything allotted, into certain areas, I mean, why do you think organized people do better financially? It is mainly because of the planning of it all. So one of the biggest things that you can do is when you are able to plan, you're just able to achieve more goals in the long run. I talk about this story all the time because this was one of the aha moments that I had when before I started the organized money. And it was back in 2012, me and my husband had been married for two years at this point, And I was pregnant with our first daughter. And at that time, we were not budgeting. We were living paycheck to paycheck. We were just YOLO, living life, young, having fun. But once I got pregnant, I was around six months pregnant at this time. And I don't know, I just had this moment of, oh my goodness, I am about to be responsible for an entire life. I need to get myself together. I'm about to be someone's mother. So at that point, I just transitioned into really trying to get myself together. And so the first thing that I wanted to do was start to organize my money. I wanted to get my budget together. But I was struggling so much because I would create a budget on a Sunday I remember this particular Sunday, I said, you know what? I'm going to set aside $50 for spending for the week. I had paid all of the bills and I felt really great about my budget because I had $50 to spend for the rest of the week. I'm just going to pack my lunch and all of these different things. Had this entire strategy in place. And Monday morning, I woke up and I was rushing because I was running late and I had to hurry up and get out of the door. I ended up leaving my lunch on accident. I get all the way to work and I realize I left my lunch and then it starts to rain. It's pouring down raining. 
And now I'm frustrated because I'm like, oh, I've got to go get something to eat, but it's raining. So I ended up leaving work. I had to purchase an umbrella and I had to purchase lunch. I ended up spending like $30 on Monday. Now I needed this money to last me for the rest of the week. And I spent $35 in one day. I only had $15 left. And I'm like, there's no way this is going to last me until the end of the week. And I was so incredibly frustrated. So I'm beating myself up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so bad with money. I'm so bad with money. And then it just clicked where I realized, wait a minute, this really doesn't have anything to do with the budget. I didn't plan well. I woke up late because I was rushing. My alarm didn't go off. I forgot my lunch. So I didn't plan properly. I didn't meal plan. I didn't pack that. And I left an umbrella. I had seven umbrellas at my house. (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't check the weather, so I didn't know. And that's why I ended up purchasing a new one. And what that moment helped me to realize, this moment of clarity, was that it really didn't have to do with the money. I was spending money because I did not plan well. I did not plan my day. I didn't check weather. I didn't look and see and make sure that I had packed everything. I didn't double check behind myself. And so that was a major part. And what I ended up doing research on was that's what usually happens with most people. What usually happens with us is it's not that we are poor with our spending. It is we have not planned well. So we end up buying things spontaneously. We're trying to hurry up and catch up. We're trying to just make ends meet because things have come up. But it has mainly come up because we didn't plan beforehand. Most people overspend on Christmas because they didn't plan for Christmas. It's not because they are bad with money. It's because when Christmas comes around, we didn't think about it until November. And so that usually causes us to overspend. So I started to look at my habits, my routines, my planning, and that helped me so much with my money. Wow, that makes so much sense. I love what you say there about, it's not that you're bad at managing your money. It's just that you're disorganized. You're not paying attention. And then you end up, like, this is the one thing that I talk about in the book. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's like, okay, you just have your clothes scattered all over the place and you feel like you don't have a jacket to wear, right? There could be like a jacket in the downstairs basement closet that you totally forgot that you put it there. And so it's like, you just think that you need to go out and buy another one because you don't know that you maybe have this type of jacket lingering around in your house. A hundred percent. Okay. Okay. So like, how do people conquer that? How do they get through and create a system so they can get organized within their homes so that they don't go out and spend unnecessary money? So you have to identify those problem areas. Like one of my major problem areas was my closet. It definitely was my closet. I would go out and purchase the same blouse. I mean, exactly the same blouse. Like (laughs) I had purchased it three times in a row because I forgot I had it. And my closet was so disorganized. And you know, we are attracted to the same style over and over. So I went in and I saw it and I bought it and then it ended up in a pile somewhere in the back of my closet and I was out again and I saw it and I ended up buying it again because in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is so cute. And I forgot that I had it. 
And that was not because I was just bad with money. That was really because I was disorganized. My closet was not organized. So identify those problem areas. If you know, okay, I normally end up purchasing the same type of clothes over and over, then that's the first area you want to tackle. Let me organize my closet first because that's a problem area. It might be toys. Maybe you have a bunch of different toys around your house because of the kids. Then get them involved and let's see, okay, what do we like? What do we don't like? Let's buy this toy chest. Let's figure out how we're going to do this. But if you can identify those areas, then it helps you to take step-by-step the different things that you can do to help to organize it. I like to work in small increments. I don't like to tackle really big projects. Like even when I'm talking about my closet, I would say, you know what? I'm just going to work on this section today. And I did that for about two months until my entire closet was organized. That makes sense. So take it slow. Don't overwhelm yourself and just take things slow. But I also think that it's important to set a deadline to be like, I'm going to get this done in two months just so I can move on and release the stress behind this. But when it comes to paperwork, do you have any system? I know you have some really cool templates that you sell on Etsy, the Tom book that you have put together there. But I just find like a lot of people listening, they look at those piles of papers, of letters, of Very important papers that need to get filed and they don't know how to conquer that. Is there any advice you could provide us? So the very first thing is incoming mail, process it immediately. Try your best as you are walking from that mailbox. Let's automatically start to sort that thing out and immediately shred the things that need to be shred. Like my shredder is right close, right into my office. So as I'm walking in with the mail, I go straight by the shredder. So then that way I can automatically get rid of things that I know I am never going to look at again. And it doesn't end up becoming a pile in my home. The second thing that I would do is that when I have all of the other pieces of paper that I do need to keep, then I immediately start to think about the categories of that particular thing. If I know, okay, this is a bill, it's going to go with my bills. And usually I have a folder or something where I can put each one of these things. Mine is kept in my desk drawer. Maybe yours is somewhere else, but you want to have a spot. Everything in your house needs a home. This is where I process this. This is where I do this. And so I have a folder just labeled current bills, like current monthly bills. And then every other folder behind that is a category. So it could be for utilities. It could be something that I need for home renovations. I have a folder for that. Or furniture, I have a folder for that. So then that way I know if it's certain receipts or things I need to keep, it's all within those folders. And especially even with my current bills, when it's time to pay those bills, all I have to do is grab the folder and now I can process pay shred what I need to shred or keep what I need to keep and move it into the folder where it needs to live. What about that person, that individual that hasn't even started with the folder and hasn't even attempted the folder? They just sort of have things like in boxes scattered. Is there some sort of like words of encouragement or something that can motivate them to just open that box 
and start sorting because it could be a bit daunting. And I know there's a lot of people that have this. It's just overwhelming. And they're just like, I don't even want to go through it. Yeah. So the very first thing that you need to do is give yourself grace. Okay. Give yourself some grace. Take deep breaths. Because here's the thing. We usually get super overwhelmed with any project that we automatically feel is going to be a daunting project. So the bigger that I feel it's going to be, it becomes massive in my mind. So one thing that you want to do is set a time frame of when you are going to work on this project every single day. So maybe you'll say for 30 minutes for the next two weeks, I am going to work and look through this pile. Depending on how big it is, it might take you some time. But like you said, we want to have that deadline, right? And then we want to set small increments of time around that deadline. I love to set timers for myself. So I would set it on my phone and then I'll give myself some type of reward. If you do this for 30 minutes, we're binging and watching Netflix for the rest of the <laughs> evening. We're not doing anything else. No, you know, I give myself like little rewards. If you do this, just for, and I set small time frames and give myself something super fun afterwards because then I don't mind doing it as much. And then once I'm done for those 30 minutes, that's it. I go, I sit on my couch, I get my popcorn and I am binging for the rest of the night. And I'm okay with that process because I know that it was only 30 minutes. I got it out the way. I feel like I have a little bit of success. So that will keep me actually coming back to this pile tomorrow until I finish in two weeks. All right. So that makes so much sense. Just set a timeline, set a timer. And just get it done. Give yourself a reward after. I love that. That completely makes sense to me. I do the same thing too with everything in yeah. my house, even with cleaning. So some of the systems that you've come up with, which one do you have that you think would be the most beneficial for getting your finances organized? So the very first thing, the one that I feel like has transformed my finances the most is probably my money routine. The one thing that I did is I set a routine, a payday routine around my money, and that transformed it probably the most. And basically, it was a simple routine. It wasn't anything extravagant, but it was small things like, okay, when I get paid on Friday, I'm going to take out 45 minutes to look at everything with my money. And during that time, I'm looking at my bills. I'm looking at how much I can possibly save. I'm looking at our retirement, maybe how much we're going to invest. We have things that we have to do for the girls' college fund. So I was looking at things like that. But it take about 45 minutes to really complete this entire routine. And what that routine does for me is it helps me to feel really comfortable with my route with what I am trying to do with my money. I was talking about this yesterday because I was talking about the difference between budgeting and expense tracking. And I talked about how you can compare it to driving a car. When you just kind of let your money just go, it's almost like you're driving your car looking at the rear view mirror. I'm looking at what I already spent. I'm looking at what already happened. It's already gone out of my account. I opened up my account on Monday. I had $1,500. It's Sunday. I have $300. Now I'm just trying to figure out where everything went. And it's like looking at the rearview mirror while you're driving front forward. But if you put this routine in place, if you have this payday routine where you are actually 
planning out where everything needs to go and you have this system, it is like having a map before you turn on the car, right? So I already can plan out my map. I can plan my route. I know exactly where I want to go, exactly how long it's going to take me to get there. I have everything set and now I can turn on my car and I don't have to worry about the speed bumps because when the speed bumps come, I can just adjust and just keep going instead of hitting them going 70 miles an hour because I didn't know that expense was coming up the road. And so when we create some type of payday routine or money routine, what it does is it gives us a roadmap to where we're trying to get financially and we feel more at peace with our route than if we were just trying to haphazardly get there without ever looking at our money. Like you could say, you can drive confidently, like you know where you're yes. going. That's so perfect, Lena. I love it. The chapter of my book was about, I don't know, it was about just helping people get cleaned up, like clean up their spaces and clean up their paperwork and get them motivated because the bottom line is when you know where to find the information that you need at a critical moment, it just relieves that stress when you know that it's in that folder, under that file, under that name, and you're just not in a panic searching for the details. And I think that gives you a little bit of confidence. I don't know about you, but I open up my filing cabinet sometimes. And I mean, I'd love to be able to get some pretty little stickers. And, you know, I just have it like scribbled with my messy handwriting. Like my kids, my husband can't even read it. But I'm still very proud of myself that I actually have everything organized where it is. And I just feel confident that I know where everything is. So it's just one really important key to feeling financially confident. Yeah. I also feel like, I'll say this, I know that many times when I'm having conversations, even when I'm talking with other people and I'm talking about getting organized, the main complaint or concern that I will get is they don't feel like they have time. I don't have time to do that. I just don't have enough time. My time is just so all over the place. I don't have the time to be able to sit down and do that. But one thing that I have realized is that you're either going to spend the time to organize it on the front end, or you're going to spend the time looking for it later. And when you're looking for it later, you're frustrated, you're stressed, you're tired, you're annoyed. So I would rather spend the time organizing it on the front end so then that way I can at least be at peace and I know exactly where it is rather than spend the time looking for it while I'm stressed out and frustrated. My blood pressure is high because I, my nerves are so bad <laughs> trying to yeah. find this one document when I absolutely need it. So it's how do you want to spend this time? Do you want to spend it on the front end or do you want to spend it on the back end? That's so smart. It's like I say getting organized and having your financial paperwork in order saves your marriage because then you're not blaming anybody. You're not like, why do you have this in your office? It should be in the file, like all this kind of stuff that totally happens. Yes. Or sometimes my husband will be like, oh, I just decided to do paperless and I just kept it in my file in my computer somewhere. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. That doesn't work like that. I need access to this as well. I want to know. And I think that's very common with a lot of partners. One takes on the responsibility of, say, investing, and they have all the paperwork somewhere, who knows, in a box in their office or under their bed or in the closet. 
And then the other spouse is just totally left hanging. And heaven forbid something were to happen. On top of the stress that you're already going to be feeling, let's say in an unfortunate situation, it will just alleviate that stress. It will just make your life easier if you just have things filed away neatly in a nice little filing cabinet or box or folder or whatever you need. I did an entire class on this. It's called My Mop. It's money on one page. So we call the document Our Mop. And we call it that because it is basically our end of life document. It is an Excel or one page document that if anything was to ever happen to myself or to my husband, this is where you can go. This is your mop. Go to the mop and you will have every single thing that you need. And in there, we have our insurance document, like the policy numbers. We have all of the doctor's information. We have our wishes, the will, anything that they would need is on this document and it is encrypted. And so it's not easily accessible, but me and my husband both have access to it. We know exactly where it is. And we also have a document on file with our lawyer. So then that way, if, you know, we all of a sudden he could not find it, he definitely could go and be able to access it still. And what this does for us is it gives us a little bit of peace of mind to where anything was to happen, you have everything that you need in this one spot. Wow. Do you have this for people to download for themselves? Yes, I have it in my Etsy shop. And I also have a class that goes along with it to tell you exactly how to set it up, how I use mine and how you can set yours up as well. And we even talk about the different documents that you should have in place, like why you should have a will, why you should have life insurance and how those different things will help you if there ever was a time where you absolutely needed it. Because this is one of the areas where disorganization can really cripple a family is because emotions are really high when someone passes. Emotions are at an all-time high. And if no one knew what grandma wanted, then we're all going to argue about what the funeral should look like. We're going to argue about what she wanted, you know, who was supposed to get what. All of that becomes an argument because we're grieving. And so one of the biggest things that you can do is put this in place for your family now so that they don't have to deal with all of those emotions later. Well, we're definitely going to put that in the show notes below so that if anybody wants to access this and they want to have this mop for themselves, they can just access it directly on your Etsy shop. That's so awesome. I have something similar. It's called a Know Your Numbers worksheet, but it's not quite as detailed as yours. So what do we do when we need some help? Let's say we want to recruit our kids and they're not helping or our husbands, or our wives, what do we do then? So I did do an entire class on this as well, because one of the probably the most challenging things is to get other people on board when they are not ready to be on board. So the biggest thing is expressing how important this is to the house as a whole, and not to any one individual. So when I first started my organization journey and I was really, you know, trying to get everyone involved, I started with my husband and I'm like, okay, I really need you on board. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And he wouldn't do it initially. 
think it was mainly because he didn't connect to my why. My why was not working for him, so he wasn't doing it. First, I started with me, and I started making small changes. And then everyone started noticing that my areas were like super organized, that I always knew where all my stuff was. And then every time he would ask me about, oh, where are the keys? Where is this? Where is that? I'm like, okay, you know, if we had a system in the house, if we did this and this. And so I started to like really express not only the what, but the why. Like why this was going to benefit us. And even with helping our kids become more organized with their schoolwork, why do they need an after-school routine? It helps them to wake up on time. And just really reiterating the why, they started to slowly come on board. Now, each age group is different with kids because I am currently in the eight, 10 years of age. And so I do know I have some clients who are in the teenage age years, and I know that is a different animal. So you have to connect with each group differently because with the teenage years, what I have experienced is that it is more likely you're going to let them have their own area, but the common areas have to be organized, but they usually will require some type of privacy area where you more than likely say, okay, door closed, you know, (laughs) but I have just had a lot of conversations, a lot of family meetings, a lot of talks around our why and how setting these particular goals and doing these particular things, how it's going to help us as a family. And those conversations have helped us along be able to make adjustments as we go. That's awesome. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Explaining your why to everybody. So if someone wants to get organized, if somebody feels like they need some help, some advice, be it you're organizing, you're helping people organize their finances, their homes, their lives so that they can live their best lives, how can they reach you? What's the best way to reach you? So I am on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. You can look me up, The Organized Money. And also I have one-on-ones. I also have a membership program. If you just say, you know what? I just need an accountability partner, some group of people that will just keep me encouraged as I am on this journey. I also have that. And I have one-off courses. If you're saying, you know what? I just want to learn more about my, or I just want to learn more about how to get started. I have an entire playlist on YouTube of how to get started on your organization journey. And it's a bunch of videos that tell you from start to finish the process of how to do it. But even if you're saying, yes, I love the videos, but I want more help. I have one-on-ones and courses and a membership in order to help you with this journey. There is something for everyone on my site that will help you get started. So you can definitely check me out theorganizedmoney.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Thank you so much, Elena, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. If you are feeling like you are in complete chaos with your finances, reach out to Elena. She would love to help you get more organized with your finances because she knows how this will impact your life. I also have an Etsy shop that can provide you with some worksheets and some spreadsheets. I mean, it doesn't compare to hers, but between the both of us, you can conquer getting organized in your financial life 
And just know that we are both here to support you along the way. Be sure to join us in the next episode on getting to know your numbers and why it is such an important key to becoming financially confident. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast for further expert advice on developing financial confidence. Thanks for listening. Now go get organized.